When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 1170 a.m. in Sydney, wherever you tuned in via the SEN app. That's right, one 1170 As you know by now, Thursdays is the day that... We just have a bit of fun and everybody's a winner. But I've got to test your sporting knowledge along the way. That'll get your attention. Your sporting knowledge this morning. And I'll be doing it just after the 10 o'clock news, which is when our Queensland listeners join us on 693 up there in Brizzy. So if you want to get in early, just give me a call once you hear the news. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We've got a golf box prize pack to give away a Signet Boost power bank as well. And the theme today is an on-this-day theme. November 23rd, a fair bit happened in the world of sport today. Either um, famous athletes that were born today. Merv Hughes has a birthday today. We were talking about Swerven yesterday. He turned 62 today. The great Shane triple Olympic gold medalist turns 67 today. So I've got a specific question about Swerven, and I've got an Olympic question as well in there. In fact, there's a couple of cricket questions because there's some interesting stuff that happened on this day and around this day as well and also in formula one so we'll be touching on your knowledge of sport across a range of issues today that's the last listener standing quiz just part of the show this morning and i've got some news around both formula one and golf in particular and not to mention tennis because the davis cup knockout quarterfinal is underway and australia looking good to go through so i'll keep you updated on that in just a second my guest today, Anthony Caceres from Sydney FC, will join us. Looking forward to that chat on a number of fronts. Of course, we've got the Sydney Derby this weekend at Allianz Stadium against Western Sydney Wanderers. And hasn't it been an interesting story? So you've got the Wanderers there on top of the ladder. You've got the history there, especially after last year and what happened in the dressing room post-match. You've got Sydney FC with their new coach coming off the back of their first win of the season and off the back of the international break as well. And meanwhile, Anthony's been there for, what, six seasons now and has a brand-new coach. He's obviously got some form with Ufuk Tele, who has been there in an assistant capacity, but Anthony was only coached up until that point by Steve Corica. So there's a few things to talk about with Anthony this morning. We'll do our wine segment with Ben Riggs, the chief winemaker at Ponting Wines. Blake Solly from South Sydney Rabbitohs, the CEO, will join me there. And what I want to touch on with Blake, A, what's happening out there at the Bunnies. We know that they're back in training. We've seen Jack Whiten back in action as well. But also take a look ahead to the logistics of the U.S. tour. Now, we know the Manly Seagulls party of John Bonacera, the general manager of football, Tony Mestroff, the CEO there. And, of course, their coach, 
have been, Anthony Seabold have been over there on a bit of a fact-finding mission to try and sort out a few things and check out some sports along the way. But how does this all play out? Because now it's real and they're going to have to start working out the timing, um, when they leave, how they get back, what the interruptions, all of that stuff. So we'll pick our way through that with Blake a little bit later on this morning. So that's the lineup of guests, plus plenty more along the way. What's ahead of us this morning, weather-wise, possible shower for the rest of Thursday here in Sydney, a maximum of 25 degrees in the city and 28 in our west. Showers or two tomorrow, and that'll continue throughout Saturday and Sunday. Of those on the weekend, Saturday looks the worst at the moment. 70% chance of rain and up to 8 millimetres, but hovering around the same temperature scenario, sort of mid-20s. What's ahead of us this morning in terms of results? Well, they're coming in thick and fast as we speak. So I've been keeping across the Davis Cup tie, Australia v the Czech Republic in Malaga in Spain. And in fact, Australia have just won that tie. So Matthew Ebden and Max Purcell have just won the third match to give Australia a 2-1 uh, victory over the Czech Republic. And they move now into the semi-finals. So the first match was Thomas Machach against Jordan Thompson. And Jordan went down in that one in straight sets. The second match was an absolute corker. And guess who brought it home for Australia? Alex Dimonor. He was up against it, a set down, a breakdown. Yuri Lehechka led 4-6. Well, in the end, it was Dimonor 4-6, 7-6, 7-5. So Lehechka took the first 6-4 and looked as though he was going to wrap it up. And the might of Alex Dimonor came back. And... That has led now to the doubles victory of Ebden and Purcell. So well done. They go through to the semifinals. And guess what? They'll play Finland. <laughs> when was the last time you looked at the world of tennis and went, you know what? I reckon Finland might go all right here. I reckon the Finnish are going to go pretty good. Well, it's happened. They've defeated Canada this morning to make their first Davis Cup semifinal. So it's down to the final eight. They're playing in Malaga, Spain. Finland, the first Scandinavian country since Sweden in 07 to reach the semis. This is a huge upset and a good story too. About 30k south of where they're playing, there's a town that has the second largest population of Finnish people outside of Finland. So 14 busloads of supporters travelled up to the arena to support the Finnish team and they reckon it was more like Helsinki than Malaga. And Finland have gone through. Italy will play Netherlands and Serbia against Great Britain. So that's the scenario this morning as we speak, in fact, over there at the Davis Cup. Well done to the Aussies. Of course, we've got the golf going. Australian PGA Championship underway at Royal Queensland. Um, it's a good field. Adam Scott out early, Cam Smith. So we're talking about Scotty, the US Masters champion in 2013, two-time PGA winner. PGA Championship winner here in Australia. Cam Smith was out not long after him. You're talking a three-time PGA Championship winner, of course, the British Open champ as well. Jed Morgan's in the field as well. He won it in 2021. It's been pretty close at the top. In fact, it's been a six or seven-way tie at the top, and that's the way it remains at the moment. So after eight or thereabout eight or nine holes in the first group, as my scoreboard refreshes, we've got Elvis Smiley continuing to lead the way. There are one, two, three, four, five, six players now at two under the card, including Cameron Davis 
and Minwoo Lee. And then Adam Scott is at one under through eight holes. And a little bit further down, Cameron Smith is at even par after seven holes. He got off to a pretty good start. When I checked early, he was two under the card, but Cam Smith's now just dropped back to par. So early days at the Australian PGA Championship. So we'll keep you across that. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, the big news around golf is about John Rahm. Apparently set to join Liv very soon. That announcement's set to come out very, very soon. And he's weighing up one heck of an offer. I mean, I, I don't know where you want to start with the numbers. Go and find a report on Google and you'll find a different number over and over and over. But there, it's big, big money. 600 million US, whatever it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be a heck of a lot of money. Here's one report that says he's been offered in excess of 572 million that he reportedly rejected. So that'll go up. And there's also some stuff around that it's not so much the money, <laughs> funnily enough, when you're in that kind of territory, but the conditions and a few changes to the formats as well. So a bit to cover in golf, and I think that one should happen very quickly. I mentioned in the last listener standing quiz that we'll also have some motorsport in there, and it will be about Lewis Hamilton. Well, Lewis Hamilton's the trigger for the question, but there's some news around this morning. And, you know, when you're in Formula One circles, this isn't a great shock. When you're sitting on the periphery, you go, hang on a second. And when you take a step further back, whilst it might seem very foreign, it probably makes really easy sense. Christian Horner's revealed that Lewis Hamilton knocked on Red Bull's door earlier this year to see if there was any chance of him going there instead of signing a new contract with Mercedes. Now, we know that didn't happen, but they did have the conversations. Now, these conversations go on all the time, but you're talking about a seven-time world champ who wants to get out of Mercedes and go and join Red Bull. Why? Because Red Bull have faster and better cars at the moment. Full stop. That's where it's at. He wants to win more championships. He wants to win more titles. He's currently on the list there. And we have to wait and see if he's ever going to break clear of Michael Schumacher on that list. Christian Horner said, we've had several conversations over the years about Lewis joining. They've reached out a few times. More recently, earlier in the year, there was an inquiry about whether there would be any interest. But here's the thing. He then said, but I can't see Max and Lewis working out together. The dynamic wouldn't be right. We are 100% happy with what we have. So nothing really unusual in the fact that a driver looks across to the leading team at the moment that's dominated the last three years in Formula One and says, I might have a little look-see there, especially at this stage of my career. There's a bit to go in Lewis's career. But the interesting part to me on that one is, of course, Red Bull would have found it hard on two fronts. One, the money to try and get Lewis across. And two, how does that partnership with Max Verstappen work? Because Max is the chosen one at Red Bull. And when you're the chosen one in Formula One, there's no room for a co-chosen one, if you know what I mean. But interesting to note that Christian Horn has spoken out about that. He doesn't mind throwing a few cans of fuel on the fire every now and then. And I think he's just done that when asked about Lewis Hamilton. Keep Lewis Hamilton in the back of your mind, folks, when we get to the last listener standing quiz a little bit later on.
0457 736 736 is the text line. If you've got any thoughts around tennis this morning, around golf, around Formula One, let me know. What about NRL? So Jerome Luai to the Tigers, possibly. The emoji, folks. The emoji might have been right. We spoke about the emoji from Bradman Best yesterday that made news. Um, put a little tiger and wide eyes emoji on a post from Jerome. And now we start to see the reports gather momentum. $4 million plus bid by the West Tigers. Spearheaded by Benji Marshall. Everything's sounding as though it's being done exactly how you'd want it to be done, I reckon, if you're a player in demand. Now, if the Panthers have maxed out at $850,000 and it's a monetary thing, then the Tigers are way down the street, $1.1 million thereabouts per season. And then the reports on the back of the telly today about could David Clemmer be the key here, offloading him and therefore freeing up the space around $750,000. Clemmer's contracted until 2026, so we're back at Moneyball. And Luai could be offered the chance to be the playmaker there, the chief playmaker at the Tigers at either six or seven. So gathering some steam, that story, the emoji has now turned into uh, a bid of some description and there's been meetings already. So let's watch this space. Good to see that Michael Maguire is reportedly going to keep the Kiwis job. New South Wales, of course, will be next and maybe still Canberra. So the Kiwis have reportedly rubber-stamped his retention as New Zealand coach, and it would have had to have been a no-brainer. I understand that if he's going to New South Wales and that pathway into the Australian jersey, what does that mean? But how can you turn away from a coach who's got them to where he's got them to? He's got a contract until the end of the 2026 World Cup, and I just wonder whether they were going to get swamped by the old boys club over there. know much more about it than I do, but... From the outside looking in, it's like, well, what, what was wrong with Michael Maguire? Not too much for the Kiwis. And it looks as though they've come to that conclusion, which means the NSWRL, New South Wales Rugby League, when they finally get together, should formalise Madge's appointment for the Blues State of Origin job and maybe some talks with Ricky Stewart about keeping his role a reduced role at Canberra. So it might be a triple whammy for Michael Maguire. Um, an international job, a New South Wales state of origin job, and keeping his finger in the domestic slash NRL pie as well. Did you see Marnus Labuschagne revealing that he didn't know he was playing in the World Cup final until late the night before? And late. Quarter past 10 at night, he got the phone call. So sitting around, probably thinking about coffee, um, if not, you know, fine-tuning his, his blend... <laughs> In the, in the hotel room. He said, I thought when I hadn't heard by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, I might have been done. But I'm very thankful the selectors stuck with me and trusted me in that final. So they gave him a call at quarter past 10 in the hotel room and said, you're in. Um, good thing that he wasn't planning on sleeping early the night before the World Cup final. And again, it just shows you how incredible the story of Marnus Labuschagne throughout this ODI World Cup has been. Wasn't in the original extended squad or the final 15 because of a whole heap of situations along the way. He ended up playing every game, scored 362 runs at an average of 40, was electric in the field and, of course, had 58 not out in the final. But it wasn't until quarter past 10 the night before that he knew he was going to play. He did say he wasn't shattered that he wasn't in the team originally because 
in his words, I didn't think I deserved to be. Something that he said to me when we sat down and did some interviews, which you'll hear throughout the course of the SEN summer cricket coverage as well. He had no problems with it. And he knew that there was a chance that he might get the call up, but he didn't have a problem with it because he didn't think that he was in that best squad. And there he is all the way, taking us alongside everybody else in that team to a World Cup final. A great story, I reckon, just one of many that start to continue to come out now that we're getting players back and um, they're dusting themselves off, so to speak, <laughs> after the celebrations, or perhaps they're still going. And that means that we've got ourselves a T20 match very soon. So what's that, 12.30, 1 o'clock tomorrow morning? 12.30 tomorrow morning, T20 number one. Back into it already. So that's our lineup on this Thursday morning. 0457 736 736 is my text line. The last listener standing quiz coming up after 10 o'clock, so straight after the news or thereabouts on 1300 1170. If you like your golf, got a prize pack to give away. It's got everything in there thanks to golfbox.com.au. Of course, the Signet Boost Power Bank. It's always good fun on a Thursday morning to test your sporting knowledge. So we'll do that, plus a great lineup of guests as well. You're listening to the Home of Sport in Sydney, 1170 a.m. here in Sydney.